1: Part of SB Nation, Vox Media. We'll just go down the conglomerate, uh, the the list of all the companies that we sort of work for. I'm Zach Rapport, dialing it in here from. Is this this isn't technically Midtown, is it? Now. Uh, Flatiron, I guess. Flatiron, flat I don't know. Whatever. It's
2: close to Flatiron.
1: Google it. We're on Twenty Eighth and Park. I guess. <laughs> I am joined uh, here. For the first time in a few weeks, we have Alex Patakis and Ben Foldy. Alex, how are you?
3: Uh, I've been better, just fighting off cold. This is the first time I left my apartment in about forty-eight hours, so oh, I've jealous. been binge watching uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel and reading up on our our new head coach.
1: I like that show, all right.
3: Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, okay. it's cute. Yeah, yeah from I mean, what I
1: saw, that's I what I'd call
3: it. Uh, I thought see, it gets good at the end of the first season, beginning of season two. I the think.
2: husband is insufferable. Yeah, Does he's he an get asshole? better? Uh, he's okay.
3: Yeah, he's I mean, he's right. not like
2: he's not like Fawn insufferable either. Like he's not like Pete Campbell
3: from Mad Men.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: I would say he stays about the same. Okay, but there's yeah. A, yeah anyway. not spoiler alert: not Another guy comes in. So,
2: but there's
1: Alex, d- uh you're not feeling well, so you've asked me to host. I will try. I think you're gonna to do, do fine. Thanks. So. Did you get new glasses? These I forgot to take these off. These are my like uh avoiding glare on a computer all day oh. glasses that's why they're like slightly tinted yeah i see that interesting like transition lenses that got caught between phases do they yeah. have
3: the thing that like blocks out the blue light that helps you like
1: yeah go more, to sleep at night more yellow, and like yeah. wake up like cleaner? it's exactly like looking at your computer or at your phone when you put it on that like night mode thing
3: really yeah wow that's high tech so have you been sleeping better as a
1: result
2: I got a weighted blanket. That thing is giving me so like, did I. I got one of those too. <laughs> I got that for Christmas. we We're yeah.
1: really burying the lead here. I promise we're going to get to, uh, to did coaching anything news. With the Packers or yeah. anything else in the last yeah. couple of weeks? Well, this is the first time that we've gotten together here since uh, before week the 15 Jets game. After week. 15? Yeah. Before the Jets game. The holidays came. So we apologize to you guys. We um,
2: we mailed it in. Yeah. We mailed it in Packers. Yeah.
1: Although they didn't
2: mail it in enough. What yeah. the fuck guys?
1: You also may notice that it probably sounds a little bit echoey. That's because we are out of the out of the uh, school of journalism studio and in a rented, momentarily cavernous spot. I like the exposed brick, though. Yeah. It's pretty cozy. Follow the show at the APC Pod on Twitter. <laughs> ben is just laughing as I'm trying oh, to. I just like, you pilot know, how this many rickety ship? What's that? <laughs>
2: how many minutes in are we? It's well, just... Two and a half. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Wow, time yeah. flies. <laughs>
1: Of course, we will talk about the Packers' new head coach made official, I believe. I think they signed the contract. Is that right?
3: Uh, I, four been, with an option for five.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think that this is Tuesday that we're recording this, so tomorrow, Wednesday, they are uh, probably going to have an announcement with a press conference with, uh, with the, the big Irish goofball and Kudikas. And... <laughs> Who's the big Irish goofball? Oh, Murphy? <laughs> yeah, Murphy. Dude is such a goofball. He is a goofball.
3: Uh,
2: I mean, well, let's just... First off, I'll thank the lucky stars that uh, Fitzgerald is nowhere near this Packers team.
1: Pat Fitzgerald? Yeah,
2: I was I was genuinely worried about that outcome.
1: Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get to that. Why don't we just get right into it and uh, introduce Matt Lafleur, the we... new the new <laughs> head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, la, la, <laughs> Full disclosure. Ben and Alice can't hear that because they forgot to bring headphones to this recording session. So it's just me, a sad man listening to French music alone. Uh, Anyway, Matt LaFleur is the guy. Initial reactions here. What do you guys think? You know, we ran a poll at the APC pod on Twitter asking, hey, everyone, Matt LaFleur is the new coach of the Green Bay Packers. And this makes me feel great, fine, not good or shrug emoji. And the results are pouring in so far it's a pretty even split with thirty-nine percent of the people saying great, thirty-six percent saying fine, and twenty-two percent saying shrug emoji. Nobody so said bad. Three percent three said bad. Okay. A nominal amount of people said yeah, bad.
2: That's like within the margin of error.
1: So how would you guys answer that poll that it's Ben? That's not actually a sample, but anyway, go on. But, ben, I'll start with you. How do you, how would you answer that poll?
2: I think I'm between fine and great. I, I think it's it's a good hire. I don't I don't you know there's I don't think any of the coaching candidates actually excited me to the great level. Um, and what I also wonder is that it, unless there was like a big smoke screen with him, it makes me curious if they did meet with him, told him the way the division of powers would be in green Bay. And he ultimately was like, look, you know, I get the keys to the castle, all of the castle in new England in the next couple of years. And there's like, I'm not giving that up to like, get overruled by a first year GM mm. or you know a, a non football president um
1: hey he's hired some coaches yeah the yeah but I, I just mean football. like he's not
2: he's not <laughs> you know, he's not coach. he's not a football guy so to speak right um i
1: think there's
3: clearly some kind of mistake in the game for McDaniels to say in new england like there's and and whether it's not there's like some kind just, of what I mean, there's got to be like high, uh, well, there's a ton of financial incentive. He's the highest For coordinator, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in all of football. Well, and, and, and when so, he did stay last year, they basically said that,
2: you know, he's going to get all the powers that Belichick right. has, which is so, basically the best job in football.
3: Every year his name comes up, but I, it's like, what what would be different about this? I guess that it's Aaron Rodgers. And I guess that last year, Andrew Luck had a shoulder that we didn't know if it would ever work again. But it's not like the Colts. Turns job out wasn't, it works fine. Yeah, it turns, it's not like the Colts job wasn't. An attractive one, either. I mean, I guess they were in a. They looked pretty bad. I mean, roster wise, that they, they were probably a mess. But like, how much bigger of a mess are they than the Packers yeah. when, you, when you take out the quarterback position? The well, I, last
1: year, right? I want to revisit McDaniel's, but uh, firstly, before we do that, uh, Alex, what is your answer to the question? The Packers hired Matt Lafleur, and I think that's blank.
3: Yeah, I mean, I am excited about it. I mean, I feel like the shrug emoji answer is kind of what we all like. There's nothing wrong with having that reaction, which is kind of what I have. I'm not not shrugging because I'm like, why would they like this guy? I'm just like, I just always go back. Like when they hired Mike McCarthy, you could trace the lineage back like he came from a good coaching tree. Um, But he was also the coordinator of an offense that was very uninspiring. There's a lot of similarities there. Um, But I like a couple of things. I mean, I like that there's kind of like a youth injection now. Uh, he is like eye candy, which some people have already mentioned. Handsome the, boy, it's hashtag nice handsome to, boy. Starting it right on now the, on he's the sideline. Uh, I'm a little sad. I found, I watched one press conference of his. I can't. He's going to be much harder to impersonate. There are way fewer like quirks. And literally, little, little idiosyncrasies, uh within than than there are with Mike McCarthy.
2: He so
1: doesn't he always sound like that. he just ate lunch way yeah. too fast. He doesn't, th- he doesn't hold in his burp. Th- he kind of <laughs> just sounds just like you guys a are chill leaving out uh,
2: leaving out the the biggest mark in his favor. And by you guys, I mean also me because I went first. Um,
3: <laughs> that there's some type of French Canadian. No,
2: that he went to Saginaw State oh, for three years. I mean, like if 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 you're as, a Jeff Janis fan, yeah. <laughs> he's your guy, and yeah. he's gonna be you know great white
3: hype. Maybe he'll give us... Maybe tomorrow... <laughs> maybe tomorrow he'll give us something in the uh, in the press conference. I it, feel like... like How would you even build a bit around LeFleur right now? I guess you could just play off yeah, every French stereotype. It is. I, I do, Which I've it, seen all the puns. That I do
1: want to say I think it is very on-brand and appropriate for, for us to, to have our consensus answer be shrug emoji because one thing we do well on this show is admit when we don't know things. Yeah, yeah.
2: downplay expectations. I mean, the, let's be real. The only... Appropriate answer To almost anything That happens In an NFL team That you are not In a position To like have any say right. in When you don't have a result Is a collective shrug
1: <laughs> Yeah like, exactly I should not is. get
2: Anywhere near as upset There's so many. As there's, about there's things That I have no power so
1: over. many takes Out there If you scroll through Twitter of fans Who are just like They hired someone too fast They didn't hire someone Fast enough yeah. They didn't interview Enough people They interviewed too many people It's well, like slow down well, I No one knows time. anything Look I
2: mean uh, like I'm, I'm happier with this Than I am with Bruce Arians Right are like yeah. You know like Who only wanted anything. to go to
3: Cleveland even until the idea of half retiring in Tampa came exactly to the table. yeah <laughs> man he's gonna be in
1: flip flops all day long all
3: day uh coaching a rapist flip no big deal yeah uh, flip oops. flops in a they're all
2: rapists yeah they're not true. all rapists. <laughs> right, that's libelous but like I mean look look Big Ben is like destroyed single handedly destroyed Pittsburgh this season yeah and it's, uh, it's bad who would want to coach that
3: um, no but I I, I do want to go back to just like the the um, there was some criticism about like oh, you know, they hired him and he didn't really interview anywhere else. And are the Packers just falling into this, like, he was around Sean McVay thing. And, like, how – I saw, like, a lot of people just being, like, finding the next McVay is such, like, a stupid, desperate thing to do or whatever, like, man, like, come on. Like, he's, he's coached at a couple of places that clearly have a lot of smart minds there. Like, I like more that he was associated with Kyle Shanahan. I think he'd still be in L.A. if it weren't for the opportunity to call plays. Um, which is something we should talk about later because now we have to find a coordinator yeah. who's going to be uh just a guy who doesn't call plays like the next Joe Philbin Edgar Bennett um, might,
2: might be keen to come
3: back but i think the fact that at some point there was kind of this like little like petri dish of <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay's and now Matt LaFleur is like growing all together and that you know like i i can't really I don't, be upset about that yeah
1: i don't understand the idea of of uh, being against the idea of "Quote unquote," searching for the the next McVeigh because the reality is, if you are interviewing experienced head coaches, you are interviewing one hundred percent people who have failed in the NFL. That's right. I don't how it works. Think no. necessarily. Yeah. Not a that they haven't succeeded. With. I but
2: mean, like, I don't think. I mean, like I think there is this kind of bias against people who. You know, didn't succeed somewhere. You um,
1: want to interview all of them. That's why that's that's Belly what they did.
2: Team packed up and moved, yeah. like you know, and they got a good deal out of it in the end. I just think mean, like, I mean, there's there's a lot of football coaches who strike out, you know, before they hit a home. And road. that's why they talk to the, the Caldwells and the Paganos, and and right. those well, guys and aren't also, even. Talk to Caldwell to get the uh, Rooney rule out of the way. Yeah, I, I it, guess. It? I guess the other thing yeah. is, like, I, I was a little excited about Brian Flores. I will say that I really? was more excited about Brian Flores than I was about McDaniel's. Yeah, mostly because um, Flores he's from East, like, Southeast Brooklyn. And I live in Southeast Brooklyn. Nice. I thought that'd be cool. That's a
1: great reason for the Packers to hire. <laughs> yeah. A. Very on as reason. good as
2: any other reason anybody's trotting
3: out. for this, Yeah, mine was that he's <laughs> good-looking and provides eye candy to the sideline that once uh, did not have it. Um, Hashtag handsome boy. No, but I, I do want to say, I feel like... He's going to gain, like, 30 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. Like that guy has an age. I just saw somebody do a side-by-side of his, like, playing
1: days picture.
3: He literally looks exactly the same. Yeah. Was that a,
1: was it a Sag Valley State or Western... Western Michigan, which is the other school he played for.
3: Oh, I think it was actually the Western Michigan yeah. picture. I also saw he played for a team called the Beef.
1: Yeah, the Omaha Beef, which what? is fucking
3: hilarious. Um, but anyway, no, like, I, I feel like more often than not, all the I do Omaha is com- Beef do is, is complain about other people's criticisms. But the other thing that kind of bothered me is that if we're going to, like, I don't like that the Packers are being painted as, like, oh, do they really think it's just going to work because he spent one year with Sean McVeigh or something like that? Like, I... I don't think that they, that's the reason they're hiring him. No. Like he probably murdered the interview. They probably think he's going to work well with Rogers, and it probably has a lot to do with his time in Washington, which was clearly a place where they had a lot of bright minds, right? Yeah, which is so baffling because we were talking about this before the show. That was all under Mike Shanahan, when Mike Shanahan was kind of this like red faced buffoon at the end of his career. Well, but let's actually, it. three like brilliant offensive minds were growing underneath him. The tree level. is Dan real. Dan Snyder could murder, could like ruin anything. Like Dan Snyder <laughs> could have.
2: It was just like Art Modell could make Bill Belichick into a terrible coach. Like a bad owner can ruin a team.
3: Isn't that hilarious that he had all, now three head coaches? And let's just say Lafleur is like good, and it, the Packers' offense is good. He would have had McVay. He would have had Kyle Shanahan and Lafleur on the same staff, and John Gr- or uh, Jay Gruden got that job. Yeah, and talking, then ran Kirk Cousins out of town. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: But talking for well, a second Kirk about Cousins, the... maybe
3: deserved to get run out of town. I don't mm. know if you guys
2: watched that last game. Yeah. Yes. I don't know.
3: Well, you know what? But though Kirk Cousins was the reason that Sean McVay was like so, so like happy to work in Washington, like mm-hmm. he openly talks about how attracted he was to working
1: with Cousins. Um, well, they're two handsome boys. So <laughs> yeah, Cousins isn't <laughs> that handsome. I would He's you know. a little white bread for me. Hey, I don't like him. The ladies like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, let, you get, like that. Let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty about like what we know or what we think we know about Lafleur and his offense, which is really why I think that they 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 brought him in reading up on him and sort of digesting all the takes, it sounds like the following two things are true. One is that he knows that he doesn't know some things. Another point that I saw echoed by a number of people is that he appears to be pretty adaptable, which is something that Packer fans are not used to in a head coach (laughs) Mm -hmm. slash offensive mind. Um, There's evidence of sort of catering offensive game plans to, uh, like the strengths of the actual players who are actually available that week. And McCarthy right. was often conf- uh, accused of being, you know, rigid or stubborn or too focused on fundamentals and sort of losing the nuances of, of matchup football. And um, another thing that has been said about Lafleur is that his play calling style seems really sort of varied and intentional designed to confuse the defense scheme guys open sort of a modern take on the, Quick schemed looks, opening up big plays, you know, something that McCarthy's offense used to do well. Right. And then defense has figured it out. Yeah. I
2: mean, schematically, I don't know if all that much is going to change, In, even to the extent that uh, some of the personnel is like pretty similar. I mean, obviously, Rodgers and Mariota. I mean, Mariota's not a bad quarterback. He's just been hurt. I think
1: that what I've heard about LaFleur is that when you watch the offensive formations, and I'm not a film guy, but what I've heard is when you watch the offensive formations, you don't see a lot of repetition throughout the game. They yeah. change it up a lot. And that's very different from the Packers who trot true. out three different formations all game long that's and you true. know there's a thirty percent chance they're gonna run X play every time.
2: Yeah. I mean I well I definitely I mean there's no way that it's not more interesting. Right. Like that right. would just be, I'm be shocked, hard to be less uh, interesting. I'm
3: shocked that you're not like over the moon about the way that they use Deion Lewis.
2: Well that's uh, what, no that was I was gonna say actually is that I, I think that Derrick Henry is, you know, like a thoroughbred obviously but you know he's not that different physically and stylistically from Jamal Williams and Deion Lewis
3: and Aaron Jones are yeah. somewhat similar. Derrick Henry had like the, one of the best like second halves to a season.
1: For yeah. a well, Derek Henry ever. just had he was,
3: two games where he went like ballistic, yeah. and at the, the beginning of the season everyone was mocking him for being like a huge bust.
2: Yeah, and, then, and for the hyper uh, Packers
1: you know. focused listeners, we're now talking about the the Titans roster right. of this past season.
2: Oh, but I mean, like, but at, at at receiver, you know, he was he had a dearth of of. Anybody to play. I mean, TJ Sharp, like, these are some good, decent young receivers, but like, if you think watching MVS and, and, uh, oh, yeah, and Equinemia St. Brown all season is hard, like, watch some of the Titans do what the Titans were working with on the back end. And um, he, uh, yeah. uh
1: it, it was said that he had designed the, uh, this whole year around Delaney yeah. Walker, yeah. who,
2: although, he, to be fair, as somebody who was really high on Johnny Smith as a draft prospect. And then Johnny Smith came on late in this season. Like who knows, maybe Johnny Smith could have been gotten to a little earlier yeah. in this whole process. But I also owned him in fantasy multiple times. So.
3: I, I feel like with the, between uh, Delaney and, and, Mariota, I mean like to, to draw any like grand, you know, big conclusions about his abilities based in Tennessee. I mean, he was, ham- he was hamstrung the entire time. Like whether it be the number one option in the offense, the actual quarterback who runs the offense, um you know there's there's nothing i would say about his time in ten- his one season in tennessee that would be like well here's why i don't like it yeah the hire i just feel like that's totally unfair this and is, then mccarthy was hired off of a season where they were like in the i think in the bottom third of the league they were one of the worst offenses right? they were one yeah. of, like 29 it, ranked at the same time, in it's
2: also it's like you know you know you're not chasing kind of a recency bias right like Right. you're going to see something that's beyond you know whatever the 25th ranked offense in in tennessee I think one of the things that's interesting, too, is that two of the teams that kind of defied expectations the most this season were teams that had, like, really drastic improvement on their offensive line, so both of which, at least in some part, at the guard position, namely Seattle and Indianapolis. And I think if the Packers can, like, sort out guard in this offseason, like, Lindsay was a quietly fantastic player this yeah. season and an Iron Man. Bulaga's, you know, stuck on stuck around as much as he ever does, um, as much as his Bakhtiari knees and ankles was, will let him. Continued to be great, but like Byron Bell was a mess. Um, oh boy, you know. And so, like, there's a lot of players on the OL that graded out well, but the I don't like the offensive line didn't play. This it, is not a season where I'd be like, oh, the Packers had you know outstanding offensive line play in a way that kind of turned like can carry an offense, yeah. and and so I do think that. A little improvement at very key positions will right. go a long way. I think for this their, offensive
1: their offensive line, doesn't. like the way their offensive line graded out by like PFF metrics and all that mm-hmm. stuff is just evidence as to why those things don't tell the whole story. Yeah, either.
2: which I think even PFF like acknowledges. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think they are under the impression that Aaron Rodgers was an amazing quarterback this season. Yeah.
1: Yeah but there were
2: moments where Aaron Rodgers was amazing. I mean like at the end of the day if if you if you were like writing up a scouting report of what quarterback you want, like Aaron Rodgers should still be you know in the top 3 on that list or wherever PFF yeah. had him.
1: I want to uh, I want to I want to move on, but first this is a little clunky cuz I want to I want to back up for a second because um Ben, you were talking about Josh McDaniels earlier and before you got here, uh, uh, Alex and I were talking about Josh McDaniels as well um and just in terms of of why they passed on him, if that is mm-hmm. what happened. I I wonder, I kind of feel like the the people in the NFL actually really do care that he left the Colts at the altar. I think that's a big deal. I
2: mean there's no way that definitely doesn't reflect well on somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um but I just I, wonder I,
1: if that he gets asked that in an interview and if he does not have a satisfactory answer. I really hope about so. That.
3: Because like the way players are held to this standard where like the dumb reasons they aren't drafted or like the, you know, when they get released by a team and who was yeah, it? their whole locker room turned against them like for something Monte
2: Davis who retired in the middle? Of yeah. The and like, that was pretty dope. yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, like I hope coaches are held to that, to that same standard. Cause that's pretty bullshit.
2: Well, like, yeah, I know. Especially in a season where like, you know, Lev Bell didn't get the play all year uh, partially, you know, didn't get to is like partially absolving him of his own role in that. But it is kind right. of this, like there is a lot of owner collusion against players. And if that finally shifted to some asshole coaches, I'd be okay with that. I think the other thing is that you know with McDaniel's you do have this question of, you know Matt Patricia was garbage. A lot of coaches were. You know every Belichick coach has been roughly hot garbage. I mean like <laughs> occasionally they're okay. But yeah. Like and 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 McDaniel's was the occasionally okay.
3: Now him and Vrabel, I mean, Vrabel was a player even. Did yeah. he Did he coach in New England? I don't know. No, I think he coached in Kansas City. He's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, which yeah. is sneakily. Incredible. Everyone's Doug looking Peterson, for the next McVay. They should yeah. be looking for the next Doug Peterson. Doug Doug Peterson's probably better than McVay. Matt Nagy. Either that Matt or Nick Foles is actually Bears. a god.
2: Bears. God. Oh, that Jobbed.
3: Was, <laughs> was that, that? That was a... Probably, the mo- I mean, well, we haven't watched Packer playoff at football
1: in two years, so that's probably the most fun
3: playoff football I've watched. That's probably in, uh, if you guys haven't heard this yet, and if
1: years. the listeners have not heard this yet, there is a—I'll I'll tweet it out again. But there's a um, a Spanish language yeah. call of that missed kick. Oh, it man. is so so priceless.
2: Somebody, I like, I can't. Somebody worked double doink into the headline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, It was just like, oh, so
3: awesome quality headline double writing. Doink. Um, But before we move on, though, I just wanted to say, because we were kind of listing off reasons to like or not like or whatever. One thing that we did talk about, and I forget which former Packer player uh, tweeted this long thing that we read on the show, but um, they were talking about the best way to earn Aaron Rodgers respect. And it was basically to treat him as an equal um, and prove that, like, you're going to be, you know, just as hardworking, whatever, as him, yada, yada. Um, I think that Lafleur seems very willing to do that. And I think that his age, even just being 39, and being someone like you talked about, um, who seems very like aware that he has more to learn, is going to be something that I think endears him to Aaron Rodgers quickly. Um, because when you know, I think that, you know, at the end of the McCarthy and Rodgers era, the relationship probably changed so much from when McCarthy was trying to grow with Aaron while Brett Favre was just playing out the rest of his career to where McCarthy then just became the stubborn guy who clearly had an ego and clearly thought very highly of himself as a highly successful coach. Um, And that probably was a big part of the reason why they just couldn't see eye to eye anymore. So like we're starting over now. We're like rewinding back to like 2008 um, as far as like the approach to handling the quarterback, which I think is, Again, like I know, we o- almost over-talk about Rogers when it comes to the head coaching thing, but that's to me that's a big one. Yeah, it's important. Um, I think like right away, like they can probably joke about the same stuff. They probably, you know, share well, some hey, similar somebody interests. Send
2: it, somebody <laughs> send them a copy of the Princess Bride. Like,
3: yeah, seriously. <laughs> but I mean, um, they, they, the Big they, Lebowski, they, and let's go. Like, yeah.
2: They, uh, so, so I don't, I don't know. If I don't think any of us talked about it into like one another yet, but like the Mercedes Lewis Martellus Bennett clip, you guys saw this? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I actually did not see this. So if you could reset it where the fire, where the smoke was on the, like Rogers is changing stuff at the line, like, uh, Mercedes Lewis, it was on some show with Martellus Bennett and they were talking about the way that like Rogers and and McCarthy functioned and, and Mercedes Lewis was like, I'd never seen a QB, like get the play call and then just go nah, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then throw a forty yard bomb to completion. Devontae yeah. in a four minute offense. He's and also
1: he's also another player who confirms no look passes regularly at practice. That's true. <laughs> nice.
2: Uh, but uh, you know, and what, another thing that they pointed out was that was that uh, McCarthy's offense is really really bad for inline tight ends and mm. and when you first hear that you're like oh what Jermichael Finley uh, 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 and Jared Cook neither of them were that in line like like they they were just kind of like big bodies split out wide and like oh of course you know an offense that does really well with an empty backfield four wide receivers and a big ass fifth receiver basically masquerading as a tight end like yeah of course Mike McCarthy can you know do do well with that but right. you know when Coming into this season, I was like, "Oh, Mercedes Lewis, like that's a real weapon." And I think we saw him like twice. I, I heard his name in a yeah. game broadcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
3: few and far between, that's for sure.
1: Well, uh, so moving on. Now that we have the the head coach in place, we can turn our attention to the rest of the coaching staff. And one of the things that we learned uh, in the last few hours and days is that uh, it, it is possible that part of the reason that that Lafleur was was high on their list after after the interview was that. Mike Patton was one of the guys that he cited as someone that he would uh, be interested in in keeping. So now we hear that, that Patton is likely going to be retained. I think Joe Witt Jr. as well, um, some other coaches. So some stability there. I don't know, Ben, you and I have talked a little bit about wanting sort of a, a clean slate. This is definitely seeming like it's not. That in terms of a total coaching staff reboot, do you have any? I I'm, I, I
2: did not want a clean slate when it came to Petten. Yeah, like I, we I'm, got away with that. I've almost. been I've been thoroughly on team keep Petten. Okay, but I I mean also because I just don't think there's unless like Vic Fangio wants to come off or something. I nope. don't think there's that much better <laughs> on the yeah on the market. Um,
1: what about Joe Philbin? Because apparently we're hearing there there might be a role for him keep still. Him on the as staff. That'd be hilarious. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think he would
1: be the OC. I don't know if he's going to... Quality control, quality. wash the quality towels. Coach. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> Offensive. What was... what was like
3: The Benjamin Button career. Edgar Bennett <laughs> like, was it, that's like what the intern gets after. Wasn't
2: Edgar Bennett like... A, he, was he was an the, assistant head coach. Or no, Winston Moss was... No, but Ed, Edgar Bennett was also like an assistant head coach yeah. at one point. Assistant he was like an assistant the, head coach and an OC who didn't call plays. Yeah, he had two titles. He was an assistant I to the original manager. kind like, all right, how many... And the Packers end up with that weird scenario where... Because they, they like are both remarkably stingy with a bunch of people and then all of a sudden let like right. half the fucking front office leave yeah. in an offseason. Yeah. I mean, um,
3: I, I think that Lafleur is going to pick an offensive coordinator. I hope he doesn't just settle on, on yeah. Philbin. I, I'd be fine. Uh, and I guess they're keeping uh, Brian Angelico, a tight end coach, so I guess a clean mm. slate on offense won't happen. But if it did, I'd be fine with it. What? Uh, what it's like- more the defensive assistance, which is weird to say about a team that the defense has often let them down. Many of these guys have been around for so long. Uh, those are the guys I want around, though. I yeah. feel like we got. It. We should be really happy, I feel like. Yeah. We, we, we kept saying like we would even give yeah. Patton the head coaching job just to keep him around. Um, but like the fact that now we're going to have a little bit of continuity and consistency for all of these young, young players on defense I think is so important. Um, and if they could stay a little bit healthier next year, like yeah, they'll probably be in the top half of the league on defense, which may be all they need. Um, Joe Witt Jr. has proven brilliance. So I would definitely try to keep him around. Yeah. I think Patton schematically can be very good yeah just not when you have a ibrahim campbell and fucking whoever else running around. ibrahim campbell's there. okay he wasn't yeah sorry i'm not trying to I, he, <laughs> he was the most random name i could think of because a lot of the other ones i've literally already forgotten in life, in my memory yeah but if they clean slate on the offensive
1: side of the ball again it sounds like they're not going to yeah um james campen is a name that people were excited to see possibly sticking he's been, around he's been what the offensive line coach for like ever forever right? like he's, he's very he's, well respected around the league
3: Think about the guys he used to have, to Ben's point before, about like fixing guard. Like we always talk about that 2011 uh, Sports Illustrated cover with all the skill position players. They also had some fucking great offensive linemen. Oh, there. dude. There wasn't like a single hole in 2000s, that offensive line. Basically, Like yeah. the
2: mid-2000s, they like,
3: didn't win anything, but like that offensive line. They was always amazing. had like, the all five guys were always like really solid. Now we have like one of the best, if not the best left tackle, and that's. Kind of it, you know? Well, Lindsay's Linsley. Linsley. yeah, yeah, good. I shouldn't good say that. No, Lindsley's uh, good. Laga's good and, and, when he's healthy. is fine, but he can't stay I
2: healthy. mean, I, I guarantee you they're they're targeting a couple positions early, and one
3: of them is going
2: to – I don't know if it'll be guard, but, like, yeah. I mean, it might be a college blindside
3: tackle who they transition to I would guard. think receiver would be too, right? Uh, has any has anyone yeah. started the
2: Antonio well, Brown campaign? so I uh, think campaign? actually, actually, like a a a, a kind of uh, do it all tight end, like the kid out of Iowa, Iowa, regular right, Iowa. We
1: are going to have a lot of time to talk about the draft, the, yeah. Dra- yeah. But, um, <laughs>
2: the draft, But I had something else to say, but if, oh, somebody I wouldn't mind coming back as an as an OC. Remember Luke Getze?
1: I do remember him. Yeah, old brick throwing Luke. Yeah, just yeah. the bricks.
2: So I just Googled it. And, uh, you know, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, they weren't so bad this year. They, uh, were...
1: Is he their head coach?
2: No, he's their OC. Okay, there you go. Really. But, you know, if you can get somebody to come back, it might as well be the, uh...
1: You just go back, right? AOC. And you just
2: look at.
3: I, I feel like the easiest thing you just got to go back, see who else was on a staff with Lafleur at any point. He's
2: also only thirty-four,
3: and that's probably where they're. Well, they'll go. 30. And people talked about Zach Taylor, which is definitely not happening because he wouldn't be calling plays, right? So I feel like we've already gotten confirmation that Lafleur, one hundred percent, will be calling. Has that been like reported anywhere? That he like no matter what will be calling the plays.
1: Not that I've seen, but he called the plays this past year in Tennessee, right? Yeah,
3: as an offensive coordinator. I that mean, is... I, I would assume, like, if you're hiring that guy yeah. for well, yeah, a very specific reason. Yeah.
0: Although I mean one
2: thing I think Joe we, Philbin, he's
1: one, right there.
2: One thing yeah. I think we should talk about is like if Packers fans expect to kind of the Packers offense to come out of the gate roaring and like fixed, I'd like pump your brakes. A Fire the well, it's just like it's hard to install an offense. I mean, like, I think they're gonna get like an early ish start. They get Even an extra two weeks with a new coach. Could.
1: What they get an extra two weeks with a new coach? Oh, is that true? Yeah,
2: oh, wait, but of uh, but not of padded practices, no, no, just, yeah, of just off season of like, program. O- OTC, yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, Shirts. OTC, did I just make that up? Yep, no, um, so uh, offensive uh, training, organized
3: team conferences,
2: uh, what's it, it's <laughs> over the counter, it's a stock <laughs> thing, but like, it's not, it's, I don't know, um. Yeah. We but, are on, uh, yeah. on message here. I mean, you know, the shitty part about this is now we have to wait a couple months to get anything to like feel one way or the other about. That's, that's yeah. the not fun part. And of course, everything in the in the summer is gonna be like, oh, we've never seen the team look this good. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. like, they come you know, out and then then they're gonna like get blown out in the first preseason game, and then we're gonna be like, this is stupid, and then.
3: Do you think we'll see? Rod- I mean, this is so far in ahead. Like, do you see Rogers in the preseason a little more because he's playing in a new scheme? No, probably see more Kaiser. Look, he was a. Kizer's we didn't even talk coach, about how way. stupid it was that Rodgers played the last two weeks of the season. We have like left yeah. that mercilessly untouched. Let's. I don't even want to talk about that. Man, that last um, game was something else. But as Ben Fannella uh, pointed out, uh, uh,
1: Lafleur coach Kaiser at Notre Dame. Um, All right, guys. Well, we are gonna have uh, many, many months ahead to talk about. To
2: figure out when Matt LaFleur was at Notre Dame. Exactly,
1: (laughs) as Ben Googles on his phone. All of this and more ahead as the offseason starts, unfortunately, a little early for the Green Bay Packers. But before we get out of here, we wanted to do one last update of the APC podcast, Listener Pick'em League. Have to give a big A big shout-out and a hearty congratulations to Nick Varley. Way to go, Nick. By one point, narrowly defeats Kyle Clifton to become the winner, unseating uh, Victor? Victor won last year. Unseating Victor Alves uh, (laughs) as this year's champion. As we all
3: celebrate to not send a prize to Brazil. Yes.
1: (laughs) No, we sent something. Oh yeah, no, yeah. but
2: not we don't send anyone. No, year. I'm saying no, like this year a, we yeah.
3: don't have to. Yeah, and domestic shipping this it's year. It's true. It's true. The
1: prize still has not been determined. I got some funny ideas, but uh, Nick Varley, if you're listening, um, we're gonna get uh, get your info on the Twitter DMs at the APC Pod, and uh, we will go from there. A prize to be named later will be mailed to your house. Sweet. Boom. Congrats. How, how did I do hosting the show? Is that, I think you, I, okay? I honestly think the
3: show is much more flowing when you do it. Uh, I would love to really hear any type of listener comment i i'm not just trying to we give a responsibility to other people I, I i feel more in it when you do it you're very smooth Zach. oh thank you, you we should get a vocoder is that
1: what you said I, ben? Just,
2: I mean that is unrelated to your performance <laughs> so, so,
1: so. you're doing a bad job of talking into the microphone right now sorry <laughs>
2: should i should i keep talking no microphone? it's okay the okay. polka has started
1: so oh, now yeah. is the part of the show where we kind of wind it down oh okay right. it's we good, to see, it was good to see you guys after a good to see you
3: it was very good to see. you. I'm excited about the Lafleur era. Yeah, me too. What else is there to do in the next couple of
2: months? Uh, I gotta get it this. Hopefully, shot. we get a press
1: conference coming up here this week. We can uh, we can meet Lafleur. We can uh, study his voice. We can work on some good impressions. No more McCarthy impressions, sadly. Yeah, but uh, you still got you still owe us one last one. I'm not gonna make it. It's got to be an authentic moment. Today wouldn't be a good so, one. Yeah, at the, at the not sequence. feeling well. He
3: might be coming to New York, which I'm thrilled about. Actually, McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy yeah, to the yeah. Jets? If, he's, if he's going to the Jets, he'd I mean, be great with the Jets. I think he would actually be great. I have a, jet, a very very good friend of mine very close Jets fan. I I told him like you should be hoping for this I was
2: looking in the classifieds today and I found $150,000 coaches club Jets tickets which is like it's like when you sit behind (laughs) the bench around the 40 yard line oh nice all your stuff is included you get a parking pass you get like food and it's definitely not worth $150
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice you know what else isn't worth one hundred and fifty dollars? This podcast, <laughs> one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, oh. we're worth one hundred. Holy, yeah, collectively. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is like this is like season tickets for like the Goldman Sachs set, yeah, like no. and, like the operas. Yeah. Like that's more than a house yeah. in most places. Anyway, we're,
1: we're worth a couple bucks. SB Nation sends us something in the mail every we'll once check. in a while. Yeah. Should be coming yeah.
2: soon. We we like we should have we, we screwed up <laughs> we should have recorded some podcasts the last couple of
1: weeks yeah subscribe on iTunes give us a rating we've got more ratings coming in we appreciate it we're, uh, we're over 80 I believe since we started uh, pumping this like little, uh, maybe like two months ago so that's like 20 new reviews we really appreciate it we read them all they're usually very nice And that makes me feel good. And
2: the ones from Kyler Fackrell's relatives are obviously always from Kyler Fackrell's relatives, (laughs) which is hilarious to me.
1: Keep them coming. Shout out, Ms. Fackrell. Au revoir, boys. All right, guys. Uh, I don't know when we'll do this next. Maybe next week. We'll We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Smooth ending. That's it for the show. The APC podcast. See you guys next time. They're dry. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason
0: Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters. Regional grocery stores we love. Tennessee Batman. Homeowners Associations. It's not Voltron.